and welcome to Plantiful Kitchen, the podcast where we talk about cooking delicious and healthy plant-based food. I'm Kevin, and I'm a software engineer, cat dad, home cook, and scented candle enthusiast. And I'm Courtney, a food blogger and vocal pedagogue, and on a good day, I can touch my toes. Let's get, Let's get cooking! cooking. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Well, Kevin... And there's not much time before Christmas when we'll be eating a lot of delicious, unhealthy baked goods and other things. I'm really excited for it. <laughs> I'm what's excited your, too. What's your Christmas um, centerpiece? Not centerpiece, but like main dish going yeah. to be? Lately, I've been doing pot pies. Oh. Like mushroom pot pies with the, with the pie crust over the top. That's similar That's to some, what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, I did it last year. It was actually my brother-in-law who's a meat eater. It was his suggestion. And it was a mushroom wellington. And it was delicious. Mm. It was um, mushrooms and walnuts. Okay. Like cooked and ground out together with spices and shit. Obviously. And then <laughs> wrapped up in puff pastry mm-hmm. and baked in the oven like a beef wellington. And it was really, really delicious. Everyone really loved it. That sounds really good. Maybe you could send me the recipe. Yes, if I can find it, I absolutely will. <laughs> How are you going to make it again? <laughs> I'm going to Google it. <laughs> and there then can't send be more me the recipe. Two or three recipes for mushroom wellingtons on the internet. Yeah. Right? They seem pretty popular, honestly. <laughs> I think you'll you'll find a good one. Yeah. You'll send it to me. Yeah. So, Courtney, what was the best thing you ate this week? You're just gonna steal my segment, huh? You You're me. gonna host my <laughs> segment. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, I told you. No, you asked me. Okay. So, Kevin. Yes, Courtney. <laughs> uh, tell me about the best thing you ate this week. You first. After you. Okay, uh, we talked about parsnips last time. Yes. Oh, you made parsnips. I did. Surprise. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. What did you think? Um. Well, let me tell you how I ate them. Uh, I made a parsnip bisque Ooh. with white beans, a can of white beans, two cloves of roasted garlic, and that was and rosemary and rosemary. Bisque is just a fancy word for soup, right? Yeah, but it's blended up. There Got are it. no chunks in Got, it. Oh, I it's understand. It's baby food. It's hot <laughs> baby food. What did you think? Was it, that one's delicious. The taste was really, really good. The parsnips that I got, I think, were old. Oh. They were really dry. Mm. Um, so I think I didn't get, like, the freshest you parsnips. You didn't get the frost-sweetened parsnips. <laughs> well, if they were frost-sweetened, it was from two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but they were still really good. Uh, yeah, it was very carrot-y, but slightly different. I think... There was kind of a weird aftertaste to it, but I think it was because parsnips were just a little bit old. But it was interesting trying to roast them. Mm-hmm. I, I roasted them at 400 degrees before putting them in this Did you do bisque. the thing where you microwave them first and then roast no, them? No, I did well, it the old-fashioned way where they were okay. in the oven for two hours. <laughs> I had the time, so yeah, why so not? Yeah, so might as well. They just shriveled up. <laughs> <laughs> they there didn't caramelize no- it. <laughs> <laughs> there was no caramelization they just shriveled like a prune (laughs) it was very good soup i would definitely make it again i'm just trying to make i would try to find a fresher parsnip Mm. what did you eat this week well 
I've been busy this week, so I didn't have a lot of chance to cook too much. But my favorite thing I ate this week was barbecue at Honeybee's. Oh, mm-hmm. I want to tell you about it. It was <laughs> yeah, so delicious. Um, so you hun- were excited about. I was this. really excited about it. Honeybee's is. Um, by the owner of several really good vegan restaurants here in New York City. Mm-hmm. He, they also own Mother of Pearl, mm-hmm. which is like a tiki bar. They own uh, Death & Co., which is like a super swanky private club-themed bar. Death & Death Co.? Death & Co. It's and in it's the East vegan. Village. It's just drinks. Oh, okay. But yeah, but all of their things, all of their things are vegan, and they mm-hmm. own... Um, a couple of other vegan restaurants also sort of all in the same area. Mm-hmm. So it's an old-timey saloon-themed barbecue restaurant, but not like run-down old saloon with like wooden floorboards, but like swanky old saloon. Interesting. We got a barbecue platter for two, and it had a Beyond sausage that was just grilled to perfection and mm-hmm. super crispy. It had seitan burnt ends, and it had... Uh, mushroom pulled pork. Oh, which was oyster mushrooms. Really good. No, they weren't oyster mushrooms. They were trumpet mushrooms. Oh, sure. Smoked trumpet mushrooms. Okay. Really fantastic. And then it had biscuits, and a good vegan biscuit is hard to find. Mm-hmm. Pickled vegetables, coleslaw, broccoli salad, and potato salad. All in this one platter. For it said it serves two to three. It served one and a half. Two. Ish, one point nine. One point nine. Yeah. So then we got. We also had for dessert an apple pie sundae. So it's like apple pie. You've heard of apple pie a la mode, right? Yeah. Well, this is the opposite. It's like ice cream a la mode with an apple pie on top. So it was a sundae with a slice of caramel apple pie stuck into the top of it. It was delicious. Really, really so so good. Let's talk about uh, seasonal foods. No, I'd rather not. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. What seasonal foods, pray tell? In the dead of winter, you must be crazy. In the dead of winter, um, oranges. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. oranges? How did Kevin get the idea for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it happened to be uh, as a suggestion on the outline that Courtney sent me. And I thought it was a great idea. Great. I'm glad you liked it. And I did a little research. Oranges are... I thought it was weird that oranges are like a traditional stocking stuffer yeah. gift. And so that's why that's why we're talking about them. But I is wondered it because, why. Yeah. Is it because Santa doesn't want children in England in the 1700s to get scurvy? Maybe. Okay. So in, in my brief research, I... Very brief, very, very light research. <laughs> this is definitely... A, a browse. There are, no, there are no footnotes. There are no um, references. But in my brief research, I discovered lots of things like that where it's like they were trying to fight scurvy and, and or it's like a ball of gold to symbolize the gold that the wise men gave to Jesus in the manger um, yeah balls of gold but i don't think it's any what of that want. i don't think any of that is true so before before there was huge 
like shipping lanes and massive like international trade agreements and giant giant orange groves in florida and so before all of that okay if you didn't live in a place where winter where in winter oranges grew you couldn't get oranges and they were super super expensive and so i think what it comes from is the rich people gave each other citrus fruits for christmas back in the 1700s or whatever Mm -hmm. because it was very expensive to get and so it was a fancy showy gift you can read about like pineapples being expensive gifts and all of that sort of stuff and so i think why it's a tradition is that we tend to um imitate rich people to show how rich we are Hmm. Or we try to. Mm-hmm. So I think people just picked it up as oranges became more affordable as like shipping developed and all of that sort of stuff. Um, people gave oranges because the rich people used to do it. Hmm. So are oranges actually in season right now? They are. Yeah, <laughs> oranges are in season in the winter, but in parts of the, in like more tropical parts right. of the world. Like Florida, for example, mm-hmm. that whole latitude yeah. is a great area for growing oranges. Okay. Florida is like perfect for oranges, and you have to harvest them before the first frost. Okay. Because if you get a frost on the oranges, then they're they're ruined. I guess they shrivel like my parsnips. <laughs> like your dry old parsnips. My dry parsnips, dry as bone. <laughs> what should uh, what can you do with some oranges? Let's talk about oranges. I like to put oranges in salads. If you're Bing Crosby, you can beat your children with a bag of oranges. I thought he put them in his socks. Yeah, and then hit his children with it. So either. Either way, either implement for hitting your children (laughs) is not approved by us. Correct. Just to be clear. Right. Mm, I mean, other than just eating them, you know those little cuties? Mm, I love those cuties. A little snack. Have you ever had the sumo oranges? sumo oranges yeah, they're no big ugly oranges and they have a giant belly button on top and they're super bumpy they're like giant version of the cuties they're super easy really? to peel and and sweet why is they're expensive. it that they're like two dollars a piece recordings in a row you've described the produce of the week <laughs> as lumpy and ugly the, the, the source of my brain does not have many pages courtney <laughs> i only know so many adjectives okay so they're either positive or negative. <laughs> they're beautiful, bright orange, lumpy oranges. <laughs> Look for them in the next time you're in the grocery store. They're okay. really good. What did you call them? Sumo. Sumo. Mandarins. Sumo mandarins. Mm-hmm. Oh, mandarins. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'd throw them in a kale salad with yeah, some tahini delicious. dressing. That's uh, what I would do. Or just make a fruit salad or mm-hmm. a little... You can even make a... A salsa with some orange segments and some onion and some lime juice and some salt and pepper. That's really delicious, too. This episode is going to come out on Christmas Eve. Oh. You know that? Wonderful. Yeah. Do you think people will listen to it on Christmas Eve? Probably not. But maybe they'll listen to it after. Yeah, great. (laughs) If you do, hey, we want to hear from you. If you do... We're sorry you're so lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We, um, you, so if, if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, we're going to talk about, um, plant-based gift ideas for the, for the vegan foodie 
in your life or the plant-based person in your life. Now, if this is interesting to you, you're probably really behind on gift shopping. Um, it happens. Yeah, Sometimes it does. I am behind on gift shopping. So maybe go to the nearest Walmart or Target. Or look, if you have someone who has a birthday around or after Christmas and they always get neglected, mm-hmm. it's a great idea for them. That That is good. So here's what I came up with for vegan friends. If you are very wealthy and generous, you could get them a Vitamix, mm. my all-time favorite appliance. I really it's want the best. One. I would get you one if I had an extra $500. I would get me one, but I'm not allowed to <laughs> because I have a blender that works and Will says, I can't get a Vitamix until our blender breaks. So really the best thing I could give you is breaking break blender. your blender. Yes, please. Great, because I wanted to blend up a fork earlier, but I'll just do it now. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. So a Vitamix is awesome. Uh, they are a total workhorse. We've had ours for like four years. We use it like every day, every other day. You can grind coffee in that thing. You can make cashew-based cheese. You can make smoothies with as many hearty greens as you want. Um Vitamix is great. Also an air fryer, an instant pot. You know the thing that I would want to do with a Vitamix? What? That my blender won't do? What? Is that thing where you chop up bananas and freeze them and then put them in the blender to make the banana ice cream? Yeah, ice ice cream. cream. Mm -hmm. It's great for that. That little blender that I have, it's a good blender, but it's not a high-speed blender. Good enough for that. Mm -hmm. It won't won't do it. it. Yeah. It hates life when I try and make it do it. <laughs> it really makes the most pitiful noises. <laughs> it takes a it takes, it takes a, a, power a blender. mule yeah. of an appliance yeah. to do that. Yeah. So uh also the instant pot I use almost every other day. Yeah. I so love that's my a great instant one. pot. It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And uh they're on sale everywhere. They're on they sale really they're are. like cheap on at Target. I mm-hmm. was in the Target the other day. Yeah. And um, you don't have to get one of the like fancy new models, or you one know? Of the big ones either. Mm-mm. And I bet there are people who got it as a gift last Christmas and don't use it, and you could buy it from them there on you go. Craigslist. There you go. Smart. Yeah. Maybe it's still in the box. Be sure to do it in a public place. I also thought of for a less expensive option, a tofu press and silicone baking mats. Or muffin tins, have you seen those? So you don't have to grease anything. You yes. just pop them right yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those are great. I like those. And uh, you have a Purple Carrot subscription. I do. Something like that could be great for I someone. I love my Purple Carrot subscription. It's really, really tasty. And uh, it's cheaper than eating out. Mm-hmm. It's probably not cheaper than going to the grocery store and buying it yourself, except that... When I found myself going to the grocery store to cook, I would always cook sort of the same kinds of things. Yeah. And if I wanted to cook something fancy, I would have to buy all of the ingredients for it. Like I'd have to buy that a whole jar of that particular spice sure. or a whole thing of the thing that goes into the thing. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I you know. know that's expensive. But then they send you the little amounts. So you get something different. And this is important, too. I have done other boxes that try to be vegan but mm. they just leave the meat out and Aww. give you like tofu maybe mm-hmm. which is not not delicious it's not that's but purple fair. carrot is more like idiomatic like it's more designed to be vegan food from mm-hmm. the get-go rather than trying to adapt something that's not yeah. vegan into it's good i love it the food looks great 
That's tasty. And you're right about the spices. Like that lentil stew I talked about last time we recorded. Um, that was super cheap. The expensive part was the $6 berberry spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you've got to make lentils every day until every you day? use up the spice. I don't have another choice. <laughs> got to make lentils every day. Ugh. <laughs> Did you have any ideas? I thought of a couple things. Cheesecloth okay. is really handy to have That's as a, a vegan cook. That's a great idea. That Super would be a cheap. good stocking stuffer too because yes. it's really affordable. Really affordable. Yeah. Um, they also, I have seen in specialty stores, vegan cheese making kits, which are cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... This is one thing that I started using a lot when I became exclusively vegan. And it was a big mesh strainer that I could fit a couple of cans of beans yeah. in. Because you're always draining and rinsing cans of beans. And if you have a nice big quality strainer mm-hmm. that you can do it with, it's so helpful. Yeah. Really nice. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Plus non-vegan things or sorry, not non-vegan things, non-food cook things, non-cooking things. There are great um, like wallets and purses from a company called Matt and Nat. They make great things. Mm-hmm. Um, a company called Mooshoes makes great non-leather accessories. And so you could get like a little card case or a yeah. wallet. You could also give the gift of... I'm full of gift ideas. <laughs> you could also give the gift of like a little... If you don't want to spend any money you could give a little handwritten card being like for one month i'm going to go vegan oh my gosh that would be a good gift i would love to get that gift from someone i would do yeah i'd be a little worried that they wouldn't stick to it but that's just the pessimistic (laughs) part of me uh but that would be very sweet it's the thought that counts yeah listen up dad and my dad does listen to this, by the way. Oh, good. So we have three listeners. Mm-hmm. So for this week, because people are probably home for the holidays, I am going to challenge everybody to choose a vegan coffee creamer for our, our uh, weekly challenge. Great. Now, I drink my coffee black, but I know a lot of people who are not as cool as me, <laughs> put creamer in their coffee. Yeah. Um, and having been a barista many times in my life, I found obviously Oatly is really good mm-hmm. for for a creamer, as well as in like steamed drinks. But just at home, Oatly, just get Oatly. Oatly's great. Or any kind of oat milk, really. Yeah, Oatly's great. And oat milk, I don't know if you've ever gone to like Starbucks and put soy milk in your coffee mm-hmm. and then it like curdles and yeah, breaks up into pieces. Yeah, it's like, Oat milk does not do that right. as much. It's, no. it's the acid in the coffee that makes the soy milk curdle. Really? So that tends to happen with more or like coffees with heavier acidity. I didn't and know soy that. soy milk is particularly susceptible to it, yeah. That's really so cool. So that's why it happens less in iced coffee because mm-hmm. iced coffee or cold-brewed coffee, has less acidity. Oh. Look yeah. at you. The more you Just know. <laughs> the rainbow. The rainbow. <laughs> um, I did realize Target has a bunch of vegan coffee creamers now, like the flavored ones. Yeah. Yeah. What are your favorites? I don't know. I drink it black. <laughs> I, lo- I, I like black coffee, too. This might be the snobbiest thing. If it's good coffee, I like... 
I like it black. Mm-hmm. If it's less than good coffee, I like to put some a something, something in, it. in it. Okay. Yeah. Do you have Although, a, re- a recommendation then? Even good coffee sometimes I think benefits from some something in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I really like Califia Farms Better Half Creamer. Whoa. Yeah, it's very specific. I know. It is. Califia Farms is the ones you maybe you've seen those bottles. They're like real sexy. They're like curvy. Yeah. And they have a skinny I know, neck. I have. Yeah. And with the little picture of the lady on the front. I apparently I didn't well, look that really, close, but it's a small logo. Okay. The lady's a logo. The logo's a lady. <laughs> but that brand, they make a bunch of like oat milks and okay. almond milks and, they and have, stuff. Like, flavored ones. They have flavored ones, mm. but they're made with almond milk and coconut cream. Mmm. Okay. So if you join us in our challenge this week. Use the hashtag cruelty free coffee. Cha cha. Cha cha. Cha 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 Use that hashtag and uh, let us know if you find any favorite brands, any fra- favorite creamers. Because I know this is a sticking point for people. They like, there are a fair number of people I know who just really love that taste of that's fair. natural cream yeah, in their that's coffee. That's fair. I was one of those people. I loved half and half in my coffee. Mm. But I think oat milk comes the closest to replicating that flavor. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it does a good job. So give it a try. See what you think. And uh, take a picture, tag us on Instagram, and use the hashtag cruelty-free-coffee. We would love to see what you're drinking this Christmas break. Courtney, should we rehab a recipe? Right now, let's do it. Let's do it right now. This is America's test. No, wait. This is... (laughs) um, Brooklyn's. So last week, we talked about gravy. Mm -hmm. And we said we're going to rehab gravy this week. Great. We made those promises. Tell me about your gravy rehab, Courtney. Uh, A lot of vegan gravies call for mushrooms. Yeah. So I just did that, really. Um Mine was really basic, but I wanted to add in, I wanted to add in a little bit of something extra to make it extra healthy and give it a little color. So, you know, turmeric is um, powerful anti-inflammatory. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I added some turmeric to my gravy. So I just started with 10 ounces of very finely diced mushrooms and one large yellow onion that I minced, sauteed those up with some... Uh, or with no oil, just sauteed them in my um, nonstick pan, added the flour, the seasonings. I did poultry seasonings, some nutritional yeast, the turmeric, garlic powder. And um, and then once all of that had cooked and the like the flavors had bloomed, is that what you call it? I think you so. You say that? Yeah, sure. They bloom. Yeah. They blossom. Um, then I added in the liquid. So I did vegetable broth and a little bit of um, soy sauce. And then I added some soy milk, too, just to give it that creaminess that I guess you would normally get from fat. How did you make yours? So I made mine with mushrooms also. Mm -hmm. You could also do the same exact thing without mushrooms, but I had some mushrooms, some oyster mushrooms from the farmer's market that I needed to use. So I got some vegan butter. I just used Earth Balance. Chopped up some shallots really thin, Mm -hmm. sliced my mushrooms, and sauteed 
the mushrooms and the shallots in the butter. And then to, after those were soft, I added a couple of tablespoons of flour mm-hmm. to that mixture to sort of soak up the fat. Yeah. And then I sauteed that until the flour got golden brown and started sticking to the pan. Mm-hmm. So once... Once the flour was golden brown and sticking to the pan, I deglazed it with some red wine Mm -hmm. that I had. And then I added beef stock. I made a little slurry with like a tablespoon of cornstarch and a little bit of water Mm -hmm. just to thicken it a little bit. And then I added a little bit of liquid smoke and a little bit of liquid browning. Mm-hmm. Now you may ask, Kevin, what is liquid browning? Mm-hmm. And I made you taste it before this podcast. Uh-huh. So liquid browning is sugar and burnt sugar. So when you taste it right out of the bottle, it tastes bad. Tastes bad. It tastes like burnt sugar. Tastes real bad. Tastes like caramel that maybe you've left in the pan too long, like sugar that you've left in the pan yeah. too long. It starts to burn. Yeah. But one of the things about meat that gives things its meaty flavor or things that have been grilled are like the little browned burned bits like the little bits of burned fat and the little the Hmm. blackness on the meat and so i think it has a similar flavor to the liquid browning so i just added like half a teaspoon of this liquid browning it's not very much at all Uh but it adds a little depth of flavor and a little like burnt flavor but in a good way yeah like a charred flavor okay like a char it's sort of like a char grilled burger like burger king right i could see that i don't know yeah it was it was really really tasty and then we we ate it with um some seitan from herbivorous butcher right right yeah like a steak like a steak sauce like a steak gravy just to clarify when you said beef broth yeah the non-beef broth what 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 was it that you used? It's called not beef broth. <laughs> <laughs> the little bullion cubes. Okay. And the okay. Bre- there's like you. I don't know if you've ever seen them in the grocery store. There's like the not chicken mm-hmm. and not beef. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little bullion cube that okay. has all of the similar seasonings that a beef bullion cube would have, gotcha. but no animal products yeah. in it. Those are hard to find. The beef ones are harder to find than the chicken ones. Where did you find them, by the way? I don't know. Okay. Some grocery store somewhere. This week on Plantiful Kitchen, we have a very special segment where Kevin and I will be interviewing our dear friend, Carrie Gabbert, who did a one-week whole food plant-based experiment last week. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's good to be here. So, Carrie, you did a whole food plant-based diet for er, not 30 days, seven days, a week. A week, one week. Right. Why? Okay, so... (laughs) Why would anyone ever do such a ridiculous thing? I know, or like for years. Um, So I was inspired by um, our vegan Thanksgiving. For those of you who don't know, I think you talked about on the podcast, um, we all went upstate to a really cute little farmhouse, and we had Thanksgiving up there, and it was a vegan Thanksgiving. 
So I was a little nervous because me and one other girl were the only non-vegans. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, oh, how's this going to be Thanksgiving? Oh, my gosh. So um, before we went up, I was veganizing the sweet potato casserole. Which was delicious. Thank it you. Was. Sweet potatoes and sliced up apples with brown sugar and a shit ton of butter. A shit ton of butter because I messed up. Oh, but, but that was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah and so i picked up some miyokos and i'm just like all right we'll see and before i brought up to um upstate i tried some and i'm like this tastes the same what wait how does this work so i've also been watching a youtube channel called crocs in the kitchen stuff they're so cute they're so crocs in the kitchen yeah like the shoe? unfortunate name no oh. crocs with a k it's oh. their last O-C-K-S. name O-C-K-S. got it and it's these two um i think they're married yeah and they um they are married and they went on a whole foods plant-based diet and lost a ton of weight and i've been on my own weight loss journey for like a few years and i've lost like 100 pounds which is amazing yeah you look fantastic thanks um and i'm just like well i know like the benefits of going vegan like for your health and i've watched forks over knives and i'm like well i guess i'll try it for a week and so that's why I tried it. That was a long answer, but that's, that's good. why. That's great. We, it's thorough. That's why you're here, because we want to hear from yeah. you. Woo, woo. <laughs> so that's fantastic. What, what were the rules that you uh, set for yourself? All right. So I set that um, I would still be tracking on Weight Watchers, because that's what I do. Um, I would not be eating any animal-based products so no like milk no meat no cheese um and i'd be limiting my oil so yeah that's kind of what i put for myself um i was kind of feeling like a fake vegan just because i'm like well i'm just gonna see if this works Mm -hmm. so that's how i started though yeah yeah carrie is from wisconsin so cutting out dairy is a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And I've honestly, this might be getting into a question later. I don't know. Um, but I didn't miss milk as much I, as I thought I would, like in coffee. Mm. That was like, probably the easiest change. But Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you substitute anything for the milk or did you just drink it black? No, I can't do that. Oh, um, okay. so, <laughs> you, so you did like soy milk or yeah, almond milk? Yeah, I've or... been doing soy and almond milk yeah. and actually past the seven days i've been continuing to do that because i just like it better that's great that's awesome so how did you limit oil um i tried just first of all not cooking with it (laughs) (laughs) um like sauteing mushrooms or something like that um i guess that's where one of my questions would come in for like how do you limit oil because i just tried not to use it yeah and if i needed to like do something like very minimally like just the bare minimum mm-hmm. um but i was just you know sauteing with like garlic and mushroom how do you guys do that or courtney i know you're no oil yeah how do you get around that so even when you're cooking with oil you usually add garlic in later after whatever usually. you're cooking <laughs> if you also, we'll me. start with that if you put garlic in the pan without anything else it's gonna stick if you 
if I were making mushrooms and garlic, I would start with the mushrooms, let them cook a little bit. So that the water. Exactly. Yes, that's why I did. Yeah, I didn't put the perfect. same time. Woo, yeah. woo. And then cool. you put in the Good garlic <laughs> and uh, and it doesn't stick. And if it does, you can deglaze the pan and that'll get the garlic up off the off the bottom. And then it's like kind of burnt and caramelized and delicious. Okay, so, so do it works. the right way. Phew, I was like really worried for a minute. Yes, that's why I did. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> not hard so you did this for health purposes mainly right mainly for health yes yeah so did you notice anything at the end of your experiment um well I did lose weight that week at my meeting which was pretty cool um just a side effect um but I realized that during the week I wasn't as hungry partially because I was using more beans and like legumes um and I guess it was more filling than mm. like the processed stuff or hmm. that I tried think before that you were more full because you were able to eat more like a larger quantity of food because it was less calorie, calorie dense. dense I think so um I think that's a big part of it and also on the program that I'm on um it's a point system so like vegetables are zero and when you know the basis of your meals are vegetables that's zero as much as you want exactly i saw your instagram post with the zucchini pasta and the sauce yes which you made outside of your challenge i did it's (laughs) so good so we can talk about that later like of things maybe that you're going to continue doing but you can eat yourself until your stomach explodes on that. Well, and like, don't do that. Well, That's no. Not <laughs> I'm not advocating disordered eating, but you can eat as much of that as you want, pretty much. Right. Until you're full. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, there's only so much zucchini and, you know, mushrooms you can have in the For sitting. sure. Right. For sure. Yeah. I hope so, dear God. So, um, just in general, how would you say it went? I really enjoyed it. Um, I was going to try to do it for two weeks, but the second week I'm a teacher, a music teacher, and this is our time of year where everything is nuts. And so, so I you realized have no time. Oh, I have no time. And I realized that planning ahead is really important, especially when you start out, mm-hmm. to make sure that you have, you know, pre-planned meals and make sure you grocery shop. And when that goes to the wayside, that's when I found myself messing up. Carrie, what was <laughs> Carrie? Carrie, hey Carrie, uh, Courtney, yeah. What was the best part the of best, your week? I think the best part of my week was finding different recipes that normally I wouldn't gravitate to. Mm. Like I would never have thought about doing like, you know, pasta with mushrooms and other stuff. Or even there's this really good recipe that I don't remember where it's from. It's from a blog, you know just a blog and um it's from the internet it's from the internet don't know if you heard of it um it's like sweet potatoes and um garbanzo beans aka chickpeas and you roast them in the oven and you put on top of the salad with like avocado and red onion and it was so good i was raving about it for like days i had for lunch for like the entire week and i never got sick of it is that something that you would have passed up before because maybe it like didn't have a protein, quote, quote, protein in it? Yeah, yeah. totally. I think that, you know, just seeing it like a salad, really? But this was not just like a salad. It was so filling mm. of a meal. And I always think of salads as like, ugh, just another, you know, a lettuce. Of, a lot of chewing. Yeah, yeah a lot just of like chewing. <laughs> I don't know if I have the time for those chewing. <laughs> um, but. 
yeah, before I'd be like, oh, it's a salad, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I realized that, you know, I was looking at like Buddha bowls and I made a couple of those. And even though you could think of it as like a quote unquote salad, it's not. And of course, like, um, like with Thanksgiving, not everything is salad. Yeah. Like, of course, like Kevin made this like amazing glazed ham tofu oh yeah it was, was so i was scared i was really scared <laughs> he's like i'm making a ham tofu i'm like oh cool really great <laughs> like i'm not gonna really, try that yeah exactly <laughs> but um i guess thanksgiving really opened my eyes so, like this could be a lifestyle that people could people me i could actually adopt and like live my best life while having the health benefits from it and just yeah it just really opened my eyes I think what like one of the things we talked about in our first one of our first episodes, Courtney, is like mm-hmm. people aren't going to want to be plant based if the food is disgusting. Yeah. And so I think right. when people learn that the food is not disgusting or it's not like that much different to make doesn't or it's have not to be. Yeah. like you won't be hungry all the time. Or even when you hear the word like vegan, like the V word. Yeah. Um, it's like, <laughs> oh, well, they've taken it to the extreme or like I could never do that. But if you just take it in like small steps, I feel that's way more able to be done does that make sense accomplishable accomplishable good word yeah so at the at the end of this now what are you gonna take away from it because you are currently in a period of life where you're super super busy probably until after christmas yes so something that i've realized that i don't miss at all is like regular cow milk and especially from like listening to podcasts and like reading stuff it's like when you think that that's you know, for like baby cows. I listen to a podcast. It's like, you're not a baby cow. Why do you need cow milk? I'm like, that is the point. Like, why do I need this? Like, I like it in coffee and stuff. Only human milk from you from now on. (laughs) Can I just say, Dan and I were having drinks with some of his coworkers the other night and one of them was very curious about veganism and he he asked specifically about milk and why there's an ethical concern around it. And, you know, I, I told him why I think it's ethically question it's it's kind of fucked up it's fucked up the dairy industry is uh sorry to all of wisconsin (laughs) (laughs) as a representative as the representative for wisconsin it's okay okay good all right i I have your (laughs) i'm the word of wisconsin now (laughs) um but then he said and i'm sure you get this this question all the time well if you had a cow and the cow was pregnant and then it just happened to have extra milk would you drink it? And I wish I would have responded with, well, you know what? My best friend just had a baby and she has extra breast milk. So yeah, I just make cheese with that shit all the time. <laughs> Which that's really gross. People do make human milk cheese, you know. Yes. What? Yes. But that, that's the minority. And if yeah. you fed that to anyone else who didn't know it was human, they would be repulsed. Repulsed. And yet we like salivate yeah, over yeah. cheese. I would... Yeah, it's only in like super super hippie yes. communities that that so do like this. Brooklyn. You're maybe parts <laughs> of Brooklyn. Don't worry. Whenever I have a child, I will give both of you 
bags oh. of breast no, milk. Kevin's I will vegan ship them. I don't directly. know if you've heard this. <laughs> as long as it's consensual, it's, it's consensual. <laughs> I want to see what you can whip up. Oh my gosh. We'll have some breast milk pizza. Gross. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> this is too far. <laughs> but that's what we're eating when we eat dairy. Yeah. So, <laughs> Carrie, as a, as a non... As a, an omnivore. Yes. What are... It sounds so shady when you no, say No, 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 no. There's no judgment attached okay. to that. I promise. And what I want to know is, like, what what was... Honestly, what were the bad parts of it? And what did you not like about the experiment? Mm. Um, Selfishly, I thought it wasn't easy and I had to think a lot more. Especially when I'm, like, I'm getting home late. I could just yeah. order something. Right. I I mean I could find like the vegan places but then, also but they're way more expensive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, on the so night cost I was mean, it was a downside. Well, yeah. For at least for eating well, out. Exactly. When yeah. you want to be lazy, sometimes it's easier just to like, you know, grab like a taco from down the street. Sure. Yeah. Even though I could have made it like a vegan taco, I guess, if I wouldn't have, like... Yeah, but that's cheese, still but... time and energy. That... Exactly. You just want to, like, click a button and I understand. Be done. I understand. Um, so I'd say that was, like, the most, you know, negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like when I was prepared, it was easier, and I felt like... I don't know if accomplished is the right word, but, like, I'm doing something better for my body and, like, also slightly for the environment. For sure. Um... Even though I wasn't going in with like an ethical mindset, mm-hmm. right? Um, but just seeing like I also saw forks over knives like the first night that I decided to do this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, By the way, forks over knives is leaving Netflix. <gasps> so if y'all haven't seen it, Dad, go watch that. <laughs> Even if you're not vegan, like go yeah. see it. I learned a bunch. Can I tell you a secret? I know you haven't seen it, Kevin. You gotta change that. Oh my gosh, Kevin, let's watch it. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. We can have a force overnight party. Is it a part? It's not really a party movie. It could be. It's very inspiring. Okay. I've seen it it like five times, and every time I cry, I'm very inspired. I mean, it made me go over the edge to like try this. So. It's powerful. It is. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend it? I would, but I wouldn't do it all in one shot. Oh, interesting. I, if you're really serious about it, because I'm really thinking about like adopting more of a plant-based lifestyle, um, but I couldn't do it all in one shot. I feel like there's a lot of learning. And if you take it bit by bit, at least for me, I'm not someone who's like really all in or whatever. You haven't had a moment that's like Paul on the road to Damascus, right? Where you're like struck by lightning. Oh, I love that biblical (laughs) reference. (laughs) Yes. What can I say? I came from an oppressive Christian childhood. I think you mean Saul on the road to Damascus. Paul after, because he's not going to eat animal flesh anymore. <laughs> May I just say it? I was the one singing at Church and Sign this morning, and I don't know this reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I interrupted you. Keep going. The easiest thing for sw- for me to switch was milk. Yeah. So I guess from like the beginning... I would try that first and then maybe including like one meal a day that had like no meat Mm -hmm. so that if I had to screw up by supper, I didn't like think that my day was like, oh, I screwed up. Oh, my gosh. How am I going to keep going? Um, And making sure that I start at a time where I could 
make sure that that was my focus Mm -hmm. so I could have good habits to lean back on. Got it. So like even having, you know, a couple websites like bookmarked, like what could I have? Well, I can just look on this website. Okay, that's what I'm going to have for lunch. Yeah. And honestly, meal planning more, Mm -hmm. I think your first couple weeks really would help. Like I texted Courtney my first day. I'm like, cool, I'm doing this. So uh, what do you eat for lunch? Mm. She's like, well, you know, like Buddha bowls and like sandwiches. And I'm like, what do you put on a sandwich? (laughs) Because when you think about it, like coming from a different place, it's like, oh, it's meat and cheese and like lettuce. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have a lettuce sandwich. What are you doing? And no mayonnaise either. Yeah. Well, I don't do that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, moving forward, I'm going to keep, you know, not using cow's milk and going to keep using soy or almond. I think my next step is to include more like beans regularly in my diet mm. so I can just like phase the protein out because I'm not someone who will like cook, you know, steak and potatoes. Like I'm not that type of person. Um, maybe even graduating to like a pescatarian diet mm. and then just moving the fish out. Yeah, I think might be the next step for me. Yeah, I think this is the way I did it too. I, I ate. Well, I was still eating meat, but ate a lot of vegan food because I was with Will. Mm-hmm. And then I became vegetarian for a while, and then from vegetarian I became vegan. So I sort of took little steps. And mm-hmm. exactly, it's like tears. Right, and you don't have to. By starting this, you don't have to commit to becoming vegan at the end of it. <laughs> It would be nice, but... (laughs) (laughs) Next Thanksgiving, everyone's going to be vegan. Um, We're coming for you, Anne Harrington. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's something that I didn't realize that I would enjoy. I kind of do is like, can I do it? This documentary Mm. says, like, you can do it. A challenge. Exactly. And then I took it, you know... Uh, how do I say this? Like, I took it as a challenge, but during the week, I'm like, oh, this isn't so different. Mm -hmm. And I really liked how I was feeling, even though I just did it for, like, three days and, like, or, I mean, seven days and screwed up, like, three times. Um, But I could see where it could really be a lifestyle that I would want to adopt. I think the hardest thing for me, if I would continue to do it, is, like, what would happen when I go to, like, my family? Because they are in Wisconsin and Minnesota, where it's, like, you know, meat and potatoes all the time. So I feel like that could be a challenge in the future. But I think it's something I definitely want to continue experimenting with. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I think January 2020, um, I'm going to try to go pescatarian. So Sweet. We cool. shall see. Well, thanks, Carrie. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for of coming course. on the podcast. Yes. Maybe we'll check in with you in January or something. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, for things sure. are going. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Great. Join us next time as we talk about Veganuary, which is coming up. Christmas recaps and more. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Plantiful Kitchen and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with another plant loving or plant curious friend. Now let's, let's eat, eat some, some plants. plants. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. A Secret Weapon Production.